you follow Canadian crime stories and the news, and you've probably heard about a Mr. Big Sting operation. These have been used by Canadian law enforcement for a long time now, years now, and in some very high-profile cases. But I have always wondered, how do these work? Because they seem incredibly detailed, very extensive. Well, guess what? This is something that Nancy Hicks has also been looking into. Nancy's a senior crime reporter for Global News and host of the Crime Beat podcast and joins us now to talk more about this. Good morning, Nancy. Hi, thanks for having me. Well, thanks for talking about this because I'm super curious. So so how common is using these Mr. Big Sting operations? Oh, it's very, very common. And uh, this episode came about um, during, as I was putting together the series, The Second Shift, about a historical homicide, I was speaking to one of the undercover officers who was involved. And that's when I learned that he was on the original team who came up with the Mr. Big Sting operation for homicide cases. So, like, historically, they were doing a lot of undercover operations, what they would call, like, a jailhouse plant. So, you know, he spent a lot of weekends in jail where he would plant himself and, uh, and try to elicit a confession. But those rules changed uh, early on. And so in the early 90s, this team that was in the lower mainland of BC, uh, working with the RCMP, they started brainstorming, like, what could we do? And so the officer in this episode called Going Undercover, he shares with us, you know, how they first developed the Mr. Big Sting operation. And he was a part of the a groundbreaking technique uh, used in the country. And it's fascinating. It's exclusive access to someone who spent, you know, decades working undercover. And uh, it's, it's just amazing. And, and you have to think about the impact on your personal life because, you're fully living this role. Um, so say, you know, as an example, you go to pick your kids up from school and maybe you look like, uh, you know, you have long, long hair. You're trying to fit a certain role. Right. You know what I mean? Uh, you're trying to look a little sketchier than you normally would. You get a lot of looks. He talks all about that. So it's fascinating. That is fascinating. Now, these, these pivoted, right? Because they used to be uh, one thing, but then there was a decision. What was that back in 1990 with the Supreme Court of Canada? So that was kind of where um, things changed in the jailhouse. So um, there was a Supreme Court decision in 1990 that undercover officer, officers could no longer actively elicit information from an accused without violating their right to silence. So like they could only passively observe. So that's what led police to try to figure out new tactics to garner confessions. Of course, once they came up with the Mr. Big Sting operation, um, there have been rules outlined as well. So like in 2014, a Supreme Court of Canada uh, decision outlined key issues with the Mr. Big Sting operation. Um, and like it basically pointed out that confessions are often accompanied by evidence that shows an accused willingly participated in simulated crime. Like, so for instance, um, you know, I, I just did one where the offender that they were targeting, you know, they were trying to get him into, you know, crime. So like he was, he was like, Oh, I'll deal drugs. I'll do this. I'll do that. Like, I'll sell weapons. So like they're, they're generally things that would, 
the court ruled solely the accused character, right? So it can bring with it a risk of prejudice. So the court noted that wrongful convictions can often be traced back to evidence that is prejudicial. So there was new rules outlined. So um, in a recent episode that we discussed on the last time I was speaking with you, Beyond a Reasonable Doubt, you know, some of those rules came into play with that case. Right. And because it's such a fine line, isn't it, Nancy? Right. Where are you entrapping somebody? Are you enticing somebody? Are they willingly jumping in? It it must be so difficult for police who are working these cases. Yeah. Like these officers, they have to know the law inside and out. And, you know, they're trying to get the best evidence possible. They don't want to put all this work in and then have it thrown out of court. So, you know, he really goes into that. And, you know, I also include some uh, interviews with a defense lawyer and a prosecutor to give an example of one. Because I think I think a lot of people think that these Mr. Big Sting operations, because I've shared a number of them that are successful, they think, oh, this is a slam dunk. But that is not the case. You know, there are very, very specific rules. And, uh, you know, if it doesn't follow that to a T, it can be thrown out of court. Um so it's so interesting um, to, yeah. to hear this from this officer. And just to have this exclusive access to this uh, officer is just, I mean, the life this guy has lived. And he has spent, you know, you think about it, a huge part of his life around some very unsavory characters, I guess we could call them. Right. Um, including in the series, uh, The Second Shift, which was a true, you know, murder mystery and you know he talked about that man that he had to befriend the killer in that case and you know he said that it was just he was one of the worst people that he had ever had to be around like just this guy was vile you know crazy Wow. Okay. And so that's, this seems to me unprecedented too, because we haven't very heard very often the details behind this and kind of what goes into these operations, have we? You know, that's one of the things that I try to do on Crime Beat is to give you that behind the scenes information. So whenever possible, I try to involve, you know, the undercover officers like I did in this case, or, you know, we'll share with you the audio or video of the confessions that are garnered to just give that context. And, you know, whether it's prosecutors or defense lawyers or the investigators or the undercover officers, my goal is to give you that behind the scenes knowledge so that you know what goes into investigating the cases and, you know, either a successful prosecution or, you know, in the case of beyond a reasonable doubt, um, there was a lot of issues that came up in that case. Right. And that's a very, it's a very Canadian technique too, isn't it? Yeah, you know, I, because my expertise lies in uh, Canada, I don't know exactly how it works in the U.S., but, um, yeah, it's, it's very widely used here. Um, and, you know, I think, I think a lot of defense lawyers, if they can get to a client before very long, if there's some suspicion, they'll say, like, you know, if somebody tries to befriend you, you know, don't. Yeah. Because that's, that's usually the technique. You have somebody show up and befriend you and you know, pull you into their circle. So it it is a common technique. And investigators are very protective over this, obviously, because, you know, it is a key means of uh, being able to push cases forward in a lot of cases. Right. And we've certainly heard about it here in BC, for sure. Now, that's one episode that you've got going on. uh, But you also have another one about the murder of Terry Ann Dauphiné. Yeah, that's the Beyond a Reasonable Doubt. Um, And that one came out, uh, you know, just a little while ago, right before the second shift. So definitely check that one out because it does talk about 
the Mr. Big Technique. Um, you know, in a number, it's interesting because I have shared a number of cases with these Mr. Big uh, undercover sting operations this season. And, you know, there's no one cookie cutter model for them. So definitely give these ones a listen. Um, and I can give you a sneak peek into the next episode. If you're listening on Amazon Music, all of my episodes come out a week early and ad-free on Amazon. So technically there's a new one out today. Um, but for anyone listening on another app, it'll be out next week. But it's a really interesting case that um, is really a true whodunit. Um, it happened in 2006. And there was a man out scouring for bottles in downtown Calgary when he came across a shocking discovery. And that was the starting point of... A, a true murder mystery for Calgary police. Um, so I share how they followed the trail of evidence, which is just really unreal to see <laughs> how far um, they had to go to uncover the evidence in this case. And what they did was uncover a web of deceit uh, created by a criminal to cover his track. So definitely wow. check that one out. Um, I don't want to give too much information for people who aren't listening <laughs> early on Amazon. I don't like to give a spoiler, but um, definitely listen to that one. It's a story of deadly betrayal and really an unsettling truth that's left a, a family devastated. Well, I'm sold. I'll check it out. Nancy, thanks so much for your time. Thank you for having me. Anytime. That's Nancy Hicks, senior crime reporter for Global News and host of the Crime Beat podcast. A couple of the latest episodes dealing with some fascinating topics here. And I am, am really fascinated by the whole Mr. Big Sting operation thing because it is actually a very Canadian police procedure. Once you start looking into it, I was so curious after listening to the podcast, you know, did a little more research and looking into it. And yeah, there are some countries that don't allow it, actually. But in Canada, it is, it is widely, widely used used uh, as a police technique right across the country. It is a fascinating one. So again, check out the Crime Beat podcast.